Do you ever get tired of the same old boring news? Do you ever wish the news was very nearly funny? I know we did. Hi, I'm Gene Person. And I'm Greg Person. And that's why we created Anchor Persons. A news podcast. For people who hate the news. By people who hate the news. Every week, we lampoon the laughable thing that journalism has become. We make up facts about your home state. We break stories on the latest in food crime. We take two completely unrelated things and figure out how they're connected. And we keep you informed on the emotional weather. Find Anchor Persons on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or a completely different podcatcher that you prefer. Will you laugh? No. But will you be informed? Also no. Anchor Persons, the only news podcast hosted by persons. Subscribe today. Yeah, snuck a drink from the bar upstairs. (laughs) Dude. Yeah. I know the bartender's (laughs) sister's cousin, and she hooked me up with these sweet Jim Beam shots. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Bring them down. We're going to get drunk. Yeah, try bowl some strikes and then play on the crane machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I've created a monster. Yo, look how far I can throw this kid's ball. Whoa. <laughs> this kid's it weighs ball. like four pounds. <laughs> Bitch can't uh, 20 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. It's bright green and pink. Welcome to Brose, the podcast for those who drink rose. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros in rose. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everybody. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed reporting live from the Bowling Palace in Downingtown, PA, it's Mr. Tim Hansen. Sup, bros? How you doing? Sup? Yo! Yo! Sup, guys? See that sweet strike I got? Like, bruh. Bruh. Dude, you want to go to the hibachi afterwards? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, was, I would love to go to hibachi. That was Dude Bras at the Bowling Palace by me and Tim Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> A scene in one act. <laughs> uh, you guys doing all right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, dude. Hey, guys. Sad, dude. Merry Christmas. It's our Christmas episode. Merry oh, yeah, Christmas. I forgot. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I tried yeah, to get it back on track. <laughs> what tra- track? Yeah, this I, is the I whole know. show, man. This I know. 50, I this know. is a 50 minute night at the bowling palace. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. Yo, Merry Christmas. Uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas, uh, happy holidays to one and all here on the award-winning Brose podcast. Uh, we're going to give you some Christmas cheer. See, this is how you bring it back into the holiday thing. We're going to bring you some go. Christmas cheer, and our gift to you is mirth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the Brose podcast, available on all major podcasting platforms. Uh, the premise of our show, as always, even on this holiday uh, episode, is to answer questions from you the audience about life, the universe, and everything. And we do it while enjoying a delicious glass of wine or otherwise. And if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. 
Com. But before we get to those questions, let's discuss the wines that we are drinking or the drinks that we are drinking today, because it is still a brosé brunch. Brunch. Brosé brunch. Uh, Tim, let's start with you. What are you drinking today? I am drinking a lovely mimosa with uh, simply orange, mm. orange juice and some wonderful Josh Sellers uh, Prosecco Rosé. Uh, because we are a lover, we are lovers of Josh and all of their wines. <laughs> that we are. Uh, yet to have a bad one, and always delicious. And this is no exception. Good. Glad you like it. Glad you like. It. I see the orange juice in the background, so you're gonna be pounding the rest of that OJ after this episode, correct? Uh yeah, probs. <laughs> I hear orange <laughs> juice is good for your bones. No, that's strong bones. That's that's milk. You need milk. Oh, okay. well, fuck. <laughs> but if you pour milk in the orange juice, I will kill myself. Oh, that would be weird. Uh, milk with the citric acid. That's a great idea. Let's do that. Yeah. I think, that, I think that's what. Isn't that pasteurization? Yeah. That's... <laughs> Is that the whole thing? Uh, Rich, what are you drinking? I am drinking uh, Dreamfish Sauvignon Blanc. Um, it is fine. Um, it's not. It's it's not that it's not the best it's not the worst it's just fine. Um, I'm taking it light because I have to go food shopping after this and I'm starting to get hungry. Uh, Sean, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a mimosa with uh, J. Roger champagne, and it is good. It's nice, nice way to round out this brunch with some more orange juice and champagne. Nice. That name gets less reputable in every episode. Like at the beginning, yeah. it was Jay Roger, and it's like, oh, it's a great, nice wine. Now, Jay Roger sounds like he's like, <laughs> no, he's like competing he with Barbaros on the Boulevard trying to sell Hondas. I, the the uh, actually the Jay Roger uh, wine or champagne that you're drinking it with, it's actually gone up exponentially each episode. Your first yeah. episode was, I hate it. It's terrible. <laughs> and then the second episode, oh, it's really good. I love it. And now you're it's just remarkable. You're all about it. it. I'm all about it. This if we happened. did a fourth one, it'd be like, my best friend Jay made this wine. <laughs> He's my boy. He's the next next guest yeah. of the Brosé podcast. Liquid crack <laughs> is the way I would describe this one. Uh, I am drinking a uh, another can of Rheingeist since he made Bubbles Rosé Ale from, uh, from my brother Alex. I guess it's actually technically not a rosé, but is a rosé-infused uh, ale. Uh, with apple, peach, and cranberry. It is very bubbly, uh, but it is quite good. Um, I'm getting more of the sweetness now after uh, dip- dipping into my second can of it here, but it's still quite dry. I think it's consistent with most of the canned rosés that we've tried on this show is that it's relatively dry, very carbonated, but I like it. It's good. Mm-hmm. Nice. Big, good job, Cincinnati, for producing a good ale. Nice. All right, Sean, you have our last round of questions for Christmas. Is that for correct? Christmas, I do. All right. And again, brosequestions at gmail.com if you want your question answered on the air. But what's first? Have you been bad or good this year? Do you deserve Christmas presents? It depends who you ask. <laughs> That's very subjective. Uh, yeah, I've been good. I've been Same. Good. Well, meaning. Mostly yeah. good acts. Minimizing the, the bad acts. Yeah, yeah I mean... I've, I've I've been good. I think so. Yeah. Um, I'm not yeah. getting into the good place after this year. 
<laughs> based yeah. on my behavior this year, but nobody's getting into the good place. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. Look, I, for the purposes of, of Christmas gifts, I've been good. I've been good. Did, did my share. St- did my share of uh, uh, bad things. Did my share of good things. Is uh, like everybody else. But I think on on balance, I'm I'm still in the black. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good. I, uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think I've been too bad. I've been mostly good this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, primarily good this year. It's just. I don't know. My uh, the the part of the question is, uh, should what is it? Should you get gifts or do you deserve gifts? Yeah, do you yeah. deserve gifts? It's mm-hmm. like, have I been good this year? Yes. Do I deserve gifts? My anxiety is like, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fuck you. You don't. You don't. You don't deserve anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's mm-hmm. where I'm at right now. Tim, do you deserve presents this year? Who? Yes. Who? Are you sure, little boy? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're not sure. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, Sean, are you? Do you deserve presents this year? Have you been a good little boy? I think I've been good, but I don't know if I've have been you presents good. <laughs> no. I don't know. Not that good. I, I don't know. I I think I'm I'm kind of with like what have I what have I really done that deserves a present? I've just kind of hmm. survived the year. Hmm. I guess I raised a baby. You yeah. did. You're raising a baby. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. Yeah. Probably parental but, guidance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did your job. Mm-hmm. Therefore, by see, they say you did your job, and by doing your job, you paid your taxes. Taxes go towards uh, you know, social welfare programs and everything like that. Supporting the community, <laughs> paying for schools. Hell yeah! Look at Sean that. O'Brien, every you know, modern day philanthropist. <laughs> see, Matt, see? I, right. I really don't. I really don't think uh, Santa Claus cares about taxes. Oh, like, oh! You don't think he cares about taxes? No, he he lives in the know, North Pole. I don't know. Like, I don't know. If if Sean if, if if Santa cares about like things like the supply chain, he probably cares about taxes too. And I can guarantee you that he cares about the supply chain this year. <laughs> Everyone cares about the supply chain right now. S- That's right. S- Santa is magic. He the supply chain doesn't matter to him. He can just create things. You ever wonder uh, why the- there's so many presents that keep giving? You ever wonder why? Fl- Here's the deal, Rich. Here, I'll, I'll pose this to you, since you don't think t- Santa believes, uh, cares about taxes or anything like that. Do you think anyone in Florida deserves presents this year? No, <laughs> no. But you know what? They keep getting them. You know why? No sales tax. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> they keep, it keeps loading up, and it's not because of the behavior of the Floridians. It's not because Florida man's done anything to to earn presents this year. It's because it is fiscally responsible for Santa to spread things out. And keep giving gifts to Florida. I feel well, like maybe, we're focusing on the wrong part of this question. Maybe that poses huh? a question. Um, is is Santa Florida man? Is that why Florida keeps getting gifts? Like mm. Santa just might be Florida man and has a uh, um, uh, a bias towards Florida, so he he grades them differently than everybody else. What a bummer that would be if we found out the North Pole was in like Tallahassee. <laughs> Like it's, it's, like it's some, part some of bummer town. It's part of the keys. North Pole is part of the keys. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely part of the keys. Rich, rich, rich guy territory. Yeah. Um, <laughs> any other thoughts on whether or not you've been good or bad this year, guys? <laughs> nah. No. No. Nah. All right. All right. Uh, what's next, then, Sean? Has Christmas become too commercialized? Absolutely. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> well, I mean, I. I Yes, it depends to the extent. I, I don't know. I, I don't really know how to answer that question because there's, uh, to me, there's two separate things: there's the the religious holiday, and then there's, you know, the the secular holiday. 
we've turned it into. So I don't know. I mean, the secular holiday is going to be commercialized because that's all it is. Secular holiday. Like, it's not a... There was no, The founding fathers didn't do anything on Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's purely derived... You know, it's a derivative of the religious thing. So I don't know. In my mind, they're two separate uh, occasions. And, you know, you, you go to church, even though they're on the same day, you go to church for one and you go visit your family and give them gifts for the other. But I don't know. I don't know. That, that's not really a great answer. But to me, it's like, all right, yeah, it's it's more commercial than the religious thing, but so what (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's just like every holiday especially in the united states every holiday is highly commercialized it's it's just you can't avoid it with with capitalism when it when it comes to holidays and commercializing uh, uh uh what you can get from it so yeah but i think that's primarily like why so so let me ask why do you think it is commercialized it's it, like what do you it what, has, what do you see on a day-to-day basis that makes like oh god this fucking christmas commercialized as much as it like what what makes you say that well first of all christmas gifts come or not gifts christmas decorations come out in july um right. which is already a problem uh it, it 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 is it has become um in in the gaming uh area a huge time to release games because every Christmas gifts, you need the Christmas gifts for games and you need the games for Christmas gifts. And so like a lot of new stuff does come out during Christmas time to boost the prices, boost, boost the sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it is just, it has become like in my fa- family experience, hmm. they don't care about made gifts. It, I have to buy them something. And there's a lot of people out there that if you don't buy me something, that's not, an appropriate Christmas gift. I I guess that's fair. I I think to me, like that, like, you know, that's the gaming community capitalizing on a holiday, but not like changing the holiday into something. It's not like, it's just, it's, you know, if you don't engage with the gaming community or watch TV or see advertisements or anything like that, it it could still just be a holiday. I think it's, it's more just like, you know, the media pounces on it or companies pounce on it. I don't know. Maybe I'm like, maybe I'm looking at this, too dumbly and I'm, I'm i'm being a shithead for shithead's sake but like it, i don't know it, the, 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 they're, they're separate things to me what the what what companies do it, it'd be the same way as saying that like the fourth of july has been too commercialized because you know they, they run deals on the fourth of july it's like oh, pfft, whatever mean, I, but it has <laughs> it has been like, but nobody gives a shit nobody nobody complains about that <laughs> because the meaning of it is freedom so they commercialize yeah. it no one gives a shit aside from yeah. people who are like just a reminder Using flags yeah. for advertisement goes against the flag code. Yes, so you know that's right. Uh, so I guess if you want to put it that way, then then yeah, Christmas is too commercialized in the same way that you could argue that any individual event in the on the calendar is commercialized. Mm-hmm. Ho- holid- holidays in the United States are highly commercialized. Even freaking Cinco de Mayo is commercialized anymore. So yeah. it's sure yeah. <laughs> buy some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I guess then my answer is uh, it's probably. It's commercialized, but I don't know if it, I just I don't care. <laughs> I, 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 that's that, that's ultimately where I come down, and it's like what, whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I'm I'm bathed in it. Mm-hmm. Sean I was born into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I I don't think it. I don't think it necessarily matters. That that's where I come down on it. It's just mm-hmm. is it too commercialized? I guess no. Or or I'm just numb to it. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, I mean, I'd still be doing the thing is like, it hasn't necessarily changed my behavior. Like we do our shopping a little bit earlier, but like if, if Christmas was like, I'm trying to imagine like the, uh, the opposite, like if Christmas wasn't commercialized, like I'd still go see my family, you know, mm-hmm. still go to church on Christmas Eve or whatever. I'd still, uh, I'd still do all that stuff, you know, it just wouldn't be, there'd be less wrapping paper involved. <laughs> it, it only adds to the activities. It doesn't necessarily detract from it. Like, I, I don't know what I'd be doing differently if it was like, I don't know. I, I I don't know what I'd do differently if it wasn't too commercialized. So I don't know. Anyway, good shit. Anyone else uh, have any other <laughs> thoughts on this? Nah. nah. Nah, not really. All right, then. What's next, Sean? What food do you most look forward to at Christmas? This is tough because we're actually recording this before Thanksgiving. So I'm like <laughs> conflating the two and I'm like, oh, Thanksgiving food. Yeah. Stuffing. But stuffing's not like a Christmas yeah. food. <laughs> yeah. Um, my mom makes lasagna once a year, and that's for Christmas. And I look forward to her lasagna every year. Uh, even even being gluten-free at this point, because she gets gluten-free pasta noodles and everything. For me, like, it, her lasagna is just amazing. It's delicious, and I love it. And she makes 35 to 40 pounds of it, and it's just so good. Um, it's a lot of lasagna. The, yeah, so what she does, I and I believe I might have talked about this on the podcast. Um, you know the like the tur- the turkey roasting pans that you have, the really big uh deep pans that you have that'll collect all the drippings for the turkey. Mm-hmm. She makes a lasagna in one of those. So it's a lasagna that's it's a pan that's supposed to hold like a 40 pound turkey. She's putting X amount of pounds of lasagna in it instead. And it's amazing. Lasagna. It's so good. Uh, Sean, what food do you most look forward to at Christmas? I look forward to the cookies. That's my favorite part. Good answer. I'd... Yeah. Any particular cookie? Like just like uh, like sugar cookies, okay. mint I, cookies. I like those like like the grandma cookies. You know, the, the butter cookies, uh, and <laughs> like one will have like a the one with the Hershey kiss in the middle, and then one's got the jelly. Yeah, a little jelly. Yeah. Those those cookies. That's yeah. yeah, guys, guys, it's it is uh, November twentieth. Uh, what cookies are you looking forward to for Christmas? Huh? <laughs> mm. uh, Pizzelles. God damn it! I have to Pizzelles. get my maker from my mom. <laughs> what Pizzelles? Uh, Pizzelles are fantastic. I don't blame you. They're amazing. <laughs> Literally, my answer for this question is chocolate oranges and Pizzelles. That's what I'm looking forward to every fucking Christmas. So the Dude, reason that Rich is asking this question is because Rich makes everybody on the show uh, and, and our friends and everybody uh, cookies as a Christmas gift. And that specific exchange reminded me of a particular episode of the IT crowd where they're having a, uh, a dinner party and they everybody brings wine. And uh, like they're trying, you know, every, the, the host is asking everybody for dr- like what their drink they want is. And everybody's just picking something simple like wine or beer or whatever. And the one guy's like, I'm a white Russian. <laughs> <laughs> And then like, yeah, everybody's like, oh, that chocolate chip, you know, snickerdoodle. I'll have a Pizzelle. <laughs> Hi. You <laughs> know, Pizzelles are great. The only problem is, and they don't take long to make because it's maybe 15, Super 20 thin. seconds per cookie. It's just you get a Pizzelle maker and like the Pizzelle maker that I use, you can make two at a time. Yep. So if I'm making 200 Pizzelles, I'm doing... <laughs> two at a time yeah and that's but only like, half of tim's batch anyway that's only half yeah, of tim's batch of exactly what are you doing bro 
and, and yeah. it, it's it's uh but it's like it's easier too because I can use the oven to bake whatever other cookies and be making the pizzelles while the other cookies are baking and every 15 minutes take a break from the pizzelles, do the other cookies, flip them, turn them, whatever, and then, yeah. So what I heard is I am helping your throughput by requesting a different cookie than everyone else. That's what, what I'm, I'm, what I'm hearing. Is that, what I'm hearing is that the cookie you've asked for is so labor-intense that Rich needs to take a break from <laughs> making them in order to successfully make them without keeling over and dying. Well, that's just manufacturing for you. You always need to take a break. OSHA would be what, bad otherwise. What <laughs> yeah, I'm here yeah. what I'm hearing is when I create a uh, a survey of what cookies do you guys want not chocolate chip, three people <laughs> add chocolate chip to said survey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my specific my favorite Christmas cookie, by the way, is souffle. Um, nope. But, <laughs> no. The, <laughs> uh, my favorite I, I mean, I, I'm pretty based with Christmas cookies. I like um like the, the actual boy, there's so many good answers for this. Crap. My mom makes a really good uh, Christmas cookie that I, I don't think is actually a, a real Beacon Hill, but we call them Beacon Hills because I remember my dad back in the day uh, really loved said he loved Beacon Hill cookies that he had when he was growing up. His mom would make them for him every year. And so my mom, when you decide I'm going to figure out how to make Beacon Hill cookies, she started looking up recipes and everything. And she found something that she thought closely approximated it. And my dad ate it and was like, this isn't what my mom made, but it's amazing, and uh, and it's 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 like a, it's just a chocolate cookie with with some chocolate. Um, you know, it's got like the the sea salt on the outside, or like big coarse salt on the outside. Uh, chocolate chips inside. They're smaller. They're much smaller than your average cookie. They almost look like little mounds. Uh, and then you can put walnuts in them or pecans or whatever. Uh, so I like those. And the other one I associate with Christmas. None, none of the foods I like at the holidays. I love all holiday food, man. I love you know turkey. You know, turkey stuffing, all that good stuff. But the ones that I most that I love, look forward to the most at Christmas are those cookies and Andy's mints and and also uh, Snyder's honey onion, uh, like a uh, honey mustard and onion pretzels, because those would be the things that my grandparents would set out as snacks at the holidays. My grandfather on my dad's side would set out honey mustard and onion Snyder's like pretzel chunks, and my 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 mom's father would set out Andy's mints. And so I always associate those with the holidays. And so every year, even now I will go to the grocery store and get, get a bag of each of those for us to have at the holidays. That those are the foods that I, that I look forward to most. Hmm. I I did think of one more. Okay. It's uh, those lovely blue tins of Danish butter cookies. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. Strong. Yeah. But my mom makes these butter cookies that are like they're not the Danish butter cookies. They're like I don't know where she got the recipe from, but I even made them last year. Uh, but it's just a, like a free form butter cookie, and they get burnt on the outside, and they just taste so good because you got that like brown butter burnt on the outside, and then just the normal butter on the inside. I made them last year, and I'm I'll probably make them again this year. They're amazing. All right. Any other foods, guys? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, mm-hmm. I I love holiday foods. I'm all mm-hmm. about it. Take another crap, crap, crap. Uh, probably a poor, <laughs> poor, a pre, a poor precursor to the food I'm going to try and make. I'm taking another crack at uh, cornbread sausage stuffing for uh, for Thanksgiving next week. Nice. Yeah. nice. Take a shot. See what happens. Uh, Sean, what's next? How and when did you find out the truth about Tanta? Mm. What truth? <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Oh, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Jake knows, guys. <laughs> yeah. Who's Jake? 
<laughs> you mean right. that forty-five-year-old that lives at yeah. Sean's house? Yeah, yeah Sean's Sean's child who's older than him who's still living at home. <laughs> uh, when did you guys find out the truth about Santa? First grade. First grade. Wow, that's yeah. early. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm. My, uh, I was the only one who didn't know yet, uh, and only one of your family. Year, I had been playing with my green Power Ranger toy that my brother Nicholas really wanted to play with. I was like, "No, it's mine. I got it from Santa." And he's like, "Santa's not even real," and like hit me with it. So I was like, "All right, I, I think he's just mad, and there's no yeah. way that's true." Except uh, that that year. My mom had a bunch of people over, like family, the older kids, yada, 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 who got to stay up and like help pack and like just have a good time, except uh, I couldn't sleep because they're too fucking loud. So yeah, not sleeping on Christmas is how I figured it, or on Christmas Eve is how I figured out Santa wasn't real. Mm-hmm. So did you see your folks uh, like wrapping the gifts or did you just not see Santa? I didn't see anything. I just oh. heard them the entire time. Oh, Okay. And then there was like one or two things that I heard that it's like them wrapping them. I was like, oh, okay. got I it. I got you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That thing I heard about last night says it's from Santa this morning. So Santa must not be real. Hmm. That's close to mine. I, I think at some point there was sort of like a gradual fading of the facade for years. And I think at some point, God, it might have been like third grade, fourth grade, something like that. Like pretty, not not early. Uh, I, I think I like was looking for like poking around in the house and I found Christmas gifts that were intended for me and my brother already in the house, like a week or two in advance and then saw them wrapped and, you know, addressed as being from Santa. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I p- pulled out my little uh, Sherlock Holmes hat, my magnifying glass. <laughs> and I was like, I'm on to you, Donna and Ron. And, you, had, uh, you had a little pipe that blew bubbles though. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Little jacket and everything. It was adorable. Uh, so yeah, I think I think it was around that. I'm gonna say it was like third or fourth grade. Mm-hmm. How about you, Sean? Um, I think it was like in second or third grade. I re- I remember I was we were my cousins and I were playing in my grandpa's basement, and one of them was just like, "You know, Santa's not real, right?" And I had to be like, "Yep, <laughs> obviously, I do obviously, I'm not a rube." Yeah. <laughs> What are you thinking? <laughs> what kind of putts do you take me for? So when when was this during the year? Like was this around Christmas or did this yeah? It was in like a, it June? was a, it was around Christmas. All right, okay. That's, it was that, yeah. That's still rough. That's that's a bummer. Like just like I, as far as I can remember, I don't think anyone just straight up told me Santa's not real. I think it's mm. just the same with Matt, like a gradual thing, and like. Even when I knew, I kind of tried to hold on to the magic a little bit, even though I knew um, it was probably like third, fourth, fifth grade around then that I was just like, I like, I know, I, I know. Mm. Um, or if I think now that I think about it more, I think somebody did come up to me like my parents were like, you know, Santa's not real. I'm like, I know. I'm, I'm old enough. I know Santa's not real. Like, you don't I'm have to 37, tell me. 37, mom. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It happens four years from now is when she actually tells me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, yeah, it was just I the the room that they wrapped gifts was the room next to mine. Uh, so like my parents would always go hide up in that room during Christmas time. So kind of like figured it out, and it's just it was like all right, 
Uh, I think at one point my brother was like, let's sneak and see the Christmas gifts. And we went to look and I was like, what are you, why are Christmas? Oh, okay. And I kind of just like put all of it together at some point. Um, but yeah, I can't really fully remember like the revelation of, oh my God, Santa's not real. Cause no. like I've always been surrounded with younger children that I needed to keep the ruse of Santa is a thing. So I always needed to pretend that Santa was real, even if I knew Santa wasn't. Any other my thoughts? Favorite, my okay. favorite story of somebody finding out Santa wasn't real is uh, in like fifth or sixth grade <laughs> at at uh, Philip and James. Somehow the conversation came up. And there was a kid with anger issues who uh, refused to believe a fucking word we said. And like had a fucking meltdown out on the playground. Oh, no. <laughs> I wouldn't say I had a meltdown, Tim. I think it was just I was very upset. <laughs> Listen, we didn't have the same the same recess time, Matt. It's okay. Yeah, not after that. <laughs> uh, I mean, get, get me away from this blasphemer, Sister Eunice. J- Jimmy Cabrelli was not a fan. But the last thing you need to do is separate the kids who know Christmas isn't real with the kids who know that Christmas is fake, like or who think mm. who believe in Christmas and Santa, like. Mm. You don't. You don't want to do that, Matt. Like, why would? Why would you? Why would you make them leave? Kick you out of your recess if when you mm. found out that Christmas shattered my shattered the illusion, Tim. You ruined I mean, me. We all for knew. decades. It was fifth or sixth grade. If you don't know by then. I don't know how to help you. I'm not looking for your help, Tim. I'm looking for a friend. Well, no. No. Right. <laughs> Sean, this question is too painful. What's next? <laughs> Of of all the figures around the nativity scene, whom do you most identify with? <laughs> oh, the third wise man. The gold Bringing one. a dumb weird weirdo gift who brought myrrh. <laughs> myrrh. Yeah. Except we brought mirth. Mirth. Yeah, we brought mirth. Mirth. <laughs> Here, look, it's shiny and it defends you from orcs. Uh, <laughs> this is what you need, Jesus. Um, yeah. Uh, what about you guys? Uh, I would say Jesus because I just want to sleep, and he's a baby, and that's all he does is sleep. So mm. everybody's watching you naked, though. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. fine. And that's fine. If people want to watch me naked, that's fine. That's mm. Mm. bad. Bad that's, look. That's your choice, not mine. Mm 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 mm. Uh, Tim, who do you relate to the most at the nativity scene? Uh, the donkey, because I'm an ass. <laughs> 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 That's where Dominic the Donkey comes from. Yeah. No, it's not. Fuck off. Jiggity jig. <laughs> it's Timothy the Hansen. I will jiggity jig. <laughs> the short and Dutch Hansen. La la la. La 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 la. We need to isolate your donkey noise because I love it so much. <laughs> Santa's got a little friend, and I mean really little. Uh. Uh, (laughs) it's your fault man you called yourself an ass here several times including on this specific question doesn't mean you have to call me little (laughs) in my defense uh, i've got a huge ass it's true true. do you have a nice ass (laughs) a donkey a donkey absolute donkey donk uh sean who do you relate with most of the nativity scene um Probably Joseph, 
who's just always like standing around like what the fuck not even my kid <laughs> yeah, yeah. G- joseph like still not sure about that whole like immaculate conception story <laughs> yeah it's yeah. like nothing like mine yeah i know <laughs> Like compare, like gl- glancing between like Jesus and like each of the wise men, just to make sure there are no similarities. Like, yeah, that, that is a weird spot for Joseph to be in. It was like all this stuff is just he's like, just he's just there. Mm-hmm. He is just there. Like is is just ob- observing. Like I obviously raised Jesus to be a carpenter, but like, boy, a lot of stuff happened that Joseph was just like, all right, you got to sit on the sidelines for the next like couple of weeks on this one, champ. Mm-hmm. Your wife, your wife's having a baby. We'll take care of it, and uh, and uh, it's going to be at a manger. Yep. Yeah. So you relate with most I, of Joseph, mm-hmm. <laughs> just sitting there, hands to the sides. What the fuck? Yeah. What the hell, <laughs> you, guys? Sean, you can't. Can, you kind of took mine because I was going to jump in and say actually I identify as the uh, the the stable master of the. Uh, of the nativity scene because it's mm-hmm. just like you're just letting these people sleep here and then all of a sudden all this shit happens you're like what the fuck mm. like mm. like mm. yeah so would you, you like to say that a little bit louder <laughs> I yeah the good thing up all this bloody hay god damn it <laughs> yeah that'd be the thing like what if, yeah what if like mary and joseph went like we need rooms like oh you can hang out in our barn and it turned out they weren't it wasn't they weren't to have jesus they were they were just trying to throw a bender <laughs> and uh <laughs> like just destroyed the barn yeah yeah exactly That'd the barn's fun. destroyed and this yeah. dude's just like what 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 happened what happened why Dark, why pa- why is this party happening passed out with like wine spilled all over him in the back <laughs> uh sean what's next what do you think your christmas tree would say if it could talk It's March. Take me the fuck down. <laughs> this isn't Casa Yikes. Bennett. Yikes. Yeah, Casa Bennett. My old uh, roommate, David Bennett, we just kept the tree up you know, 12 months out of the year because we didn't feel like <laughs> taking it down. It was an artificial tree, and we did update the decorations uh, for seasonality. But <laughs> it, it was there all the time. Uh, Rich, what would your Christmas tree say if it could talk? Um... It would say, buy me. You haven't had one in five years. Uh, what are you bummer. doing? Mm, Get bummer. a tree. Mm. Uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't gotten a Christmas tree. I don't really decorate my house that much. Um, so, yeah, straight up it just says, buy me, buy me, buy me, the entire time. Sean, what would your tree say if it could talk? Uh, I would say, why am I only decorated from halfway up, down, up? <laughs> Bork, bork, bork. Yeah. And Gary and yeah. Piper are like, yeah, why? <laughs> yeah, why? And, and Alice. We want to help. Oh, yeah. And Alice, too. Yeah. Mm. It it was funny because as she grew last year, slowly the decorations moved up and up and up. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I guess they the true would probably say something to me, like ensuring that I impart to my cats that it's not a drinking fountain. <laughs> I, guess, I guess it wouldn't talk to me it would try to talk to the cats and tell you not to drink out of it there's a bunch of sap in there and shit and all you're gonna do is throw up and everything like that essentially what my tree would say is the same thing that i say to my cats <laughs> uh which is don't drink it you dummies you're just eating like pine and sap and discussing stuff and they instead just 
drink it and uh yeah but it's so good it tastes like evergreen (laughs) all over the freaking uh yeah yeah so probably something like that uh we do have two trees yeah i was gonna say don't you guys have two trees right yeah, we have a we so we have a live tree downstairs, and uh, after we the first time we when my wife and I were living together in this house for the first time, uh, we got our tree, got a real tree, put it up, and then my wife was upset because you can't see the tree from the street because uh, our living room is in the rear of the house, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's fine, whatever, you can see it from the outside, you can see it from the back, so the people going to church across the street can see it. Uh, and then one day I came home from work uh, at you know like seven thirty or so, and I saw a box. Uh, uh, on in our front hallway that just said easy treesy and <laughs> gigantic artificial tree not gigantic but like big old artificial tree that we now put up uh in our kitchen on the second floor visible by window so now we do have two we have an artificial tree and then we get a live tree every year as well double christmas i i like the thought of your trees arguing with each other on mm-hmm. whether or not they're going to be an upstairs or a downstairs mm-hmm. tree <laughs> oh yeah 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 they're competing yeah, exactly. yeah, one of the yeah, we keep giving the artificial tree short shrift every year, and we keep bringing in these these ringer trees every year from <laughs> downstairs. And he's like, one of these days, they're gonna bring me downstairs. <laughs> I'm gonna be with the fireplace and everything. I'm gonna yeah. make it big. Our artificial trees from New York, by the way. Yeah, and that's you know what I expect them all to be. Sure, fair. Uh, Tim, did, did you talk about you, you talk about your tree, right? Yeah, I said it's uh it's March. Take me the fuck Oh, it's down. March. That's right. That's right. Yeah, the March tree. Okay. Uh, all right, John. What's next? What is your favorite ornament on a, on the tree, and why? Hmm. There's a red ornament that is a. I think it's shaped like a heart, and my wife and I got it in the Christmas Village in Philly. It might have even been the day after we got engaged. And I like that one a lot. Nice, you know. It's it's very um, it's it's like the most fragile thing on the tree. So we have to put it like way to, to your point, Sean, about keeping it away from like the kids and the pets and everything. We put it like way at the top to make sure that the cats never bat it down. Um, but we got it at the Christmas Village. It was either the day after we got engaged or it was a couple weeks later. Um, and uh, I really like that ornament. It's nice, pretty. It's got the text, you know, the the, the glitter text on it that has the year on it. And I just associate it with that period of time because we love going to the Christmas Village down by like the Macy's in, in Philly. So uh, so I'm going to go with that one. What about you guys? Um, back when I was a kid, we each had our own decoration. It was a specific one for each of us that like uh, my grandmother got her, got for us. Mine mm-hmm. was the Power Rangers decorating a Christmas tree. <laughs> um and so it was just like a foam ball with like the a plastic overlay of the Power Rangers decorating Christmas tree or something like that. Uh that was my favorite. Um I believe my parents have since gotten rid of that one. And I did have one that was the Ninja Turtles decorating a Christmas tree, but uh the butthead four-legged uh a creature that lives in my house decided to eat that up last year. Yikes, man, they're your roommates. They're not <laughs> animals. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Tim, what's your favorite ornament on the tree? Um, for the longest time, and, it, and we don't have it on our trees. My parents still have it. Uh, way before Elf in the Shelf, Elf on the Shelf was popular. That elf was like a popular ornament, or one that we had a ton of them. And they like slowly broke and fell apart over the years. But I, decorating the Christmas tree, I would always play with them. And, be, and like treat them like they were toys. 
and then mm. it would go on the tree and then if i got bored they would become toys again and then go back on the tree <laughs> so that style of elf ornament uh was always my favorite growing up nice man nice how about you sean um it's actually a set of four ornaments that i that were made for me and they're like Ooh. abstract representations of the golden girls <laughs> of yeah, course okay. yeah they're just it's just it's so nice nice yeah tess made them for me actually they're oh nice awesome. all yeah. right shout out to tess she made them yeah she paid, she got she bought like clear christmas balls and then painted the representations of the golden girls on them that's it's sick awesome. that's so cool mm-hmm. very nice very nice a regular, regular artiste, a polymath. Artists, yes, master of the audio and visual mediums, Tess Riley. Yep. What's next, Sean? <laughs> All right. Um, if you were going to visit Baby Jesus, what would you have brought as a gift? Pizzazz. Pizzazz. <laughs> it's a big old pile of pizzazz. Like here you go, bud. You're so, going to love these. There would be a long text message chain between me and my sister and then me and my mom. What does the baby like? What do the parents want? What do they need? Uh, and being argued, like, a conversation back and forth. I'm like, they probably has enough toys. They're going to get more toys. What else do they need? And then I'd ended up probably just getting them a onesie or something for, like, mm-hmm. when they get older. Uh, mm-hmm. Like a, a spring onesie or something like that so that they can wear it later for when they're bigger. Nice. Uh, hmm. Sean, would you get what would you get, Baby G? I would get him some diapers because I imagine <laughs> practical. Yeah, I imagine that it, they did not have very many, <laughs> being as they were in a manger. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, it's a good practical gift. I probably bring him wine and be or water and be like, "All right, get do your it. thing." Let's go. <laughs> Somehow I know about this before it happened, but let's see what happens. I, <laughs> see if the baby I, I can love, do it. I love the idea of modern day Jesus getting a water table mm-hmm. and just like splashing into it. All of a sudden, it's just wine. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Getting it a water bed from like the 90s and just being like, oh, <laughs> look at this. It's It could happen. I could just put a straw right in this bed and slurp it dry. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't know. There's nothing. It's Jesus. Like, I don't know. Uh, pack of cigarettes. He's gonna, he's like, <laughs> you're going to need these in like 33 years. In like a very particular week of your life that's not going to go very well for you. Smoke up, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. This will uh, take the edge off a little bit. <laughs> uh, any other gifts you would get uh, our Lord and Savior on the day of his birth? Nah. Um... <laughs> Uh, I mean, I don't know. I was going to say more clothes because he was naked in the manger. How about a saddle to ride all those animals? Yeah. You know, those, all those animals in the farm and everything like that. The ox, the ass. Uh, he's he's got to get home riding Dominic the donkey some, somehow. So, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. For, forget all these. Forget these manger animals. We're going to ride on the donkey up and down the slopes of Italy because the reindeer can't do it, Tim. We don't even know what Italy is yet, but he's been there. <laughs> uh, what's next, Sean? 
Do you have a real or a fake tree? Which do you think is best and why? Which I think is a question that we've answered before. It's possible. I've already given... I would talk about my tree plenty. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll leave this to you guys. If I got, if I got a real fake tree. <laughs> real fake trees. Uh, if, if I were to get a tree, it would be a fake tree. I don't really have the space for a real one. Like... It, if if anything, um, and you guys can see, the listeners can't, it'd be like in this back corner by this wall over here is where the tree would be. So it would be on top of like a shelf. So it would be like waist height and up. So I just want a small fake tree just to hang there for now. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing fake. We actually got a new fake tree this year so that we can give our old one to... Uh... Our mother, uh, to my mother-in-law, because she does, she has a bunch of Christmas lights, and the lights died on this one, and they're like partially built into the tree, and I'm just like, I'm not fucking with this. Um, but we bought a new one, and it's actually, um, it was more money than I was expecting for us to pay on a tree, but it's also a much nicer fake tree than I've seen in quite some time. Uh, I would say if you're looking for authenticity or like. Want it to look real nice? Clearly, a fake tree to look real nice is going to be a lot of money. But the upkeep is so much lower. And, like, to me, that will win every time. Like, putting it up is kind of a pain sometimes, but they're making them easier. They're making them nicer. Mm. Like, this one, the plug is built into the pole, so, like, I don't have to find the fucking cable so the lights in the top half connect to the lights in the bottom half. It's already done. So... Yeah, fake trees can be nice, and that's why I'm going with they're the best for me. Yeah, the, the this is the one area where like I'm usually the utilitarian. I'm looking for the practical solution, but this is the one the one of the areas where like I'm the opposite. Where I'm like, you know, it does make sense for me to take this outdoor thing and bring it inside. Like I just <laughs> like it. Like it, it, it smells nice. Is a nice little ritual that we go down, even if we're not like cutting the tree ourselves anymore. We're still like going down, picking out the tree and everything. We just like having like a real tree, the smell of the evergreen in the house and all that. And yeah, you can you can find other ways to produce that. But I don't know. It's like it's I, I will I will give a pass to the Christmas tree real thing, uh, re- the real deal Christmas tree for the sake of tradition. So uh, I prefer the the real tree and I have no qualms with anyone who decides to go with a fake tree mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons. <laughs> what about you, Sean? Yeah, well, we go with a fake tree. And it's it's really just an upkeep thing. Uh, we we always had real trees when I was growing up, but I don't know. I don't feel like I'm missing that much by not having them. But yeah. I understand. I understand the appeal. Hmm. Yeah, something nice. Usually, it's like wrapped in like a tree. Yeah, it's it's wrapped in some sort of family tradition where you go out to the tree farm and you pick it out, you cut it down, you go get like cocoa or something. You know, do it with mm-hmm. your kids. It's, it's like the, the the first. Like, it's the first scene in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> you just bring home the biggest redwood in the forest at the end by accident. Oops. Oops. Uh, any other thoughts? Nope. All right, then. Let's wrap it up, Sean. We got one more, right? Yep. And it's what percent complete is your Christmas shopping? Two percent. Big fat uh, donut. Yeah, I have a big old zero yeah. on that one right now. <laughs> yeah. Yep, big old goose egg on again. It's November twentieth that mm-hmm. we are recording. Uh, yeah, don't have don't have anything done, and at the moment, I don't know how much I'm going to be able to get done prior to like the seventeenth, which is the paycheck before Christmas. 
We get almost all of ours on Black Friday weekend last year because last year we knew we were not getting together with anybody for Christmas. So it was like, okay, let's we and, and we know, yeah, that, that, at that point it was a lot of like uh, consternation about whether or not the post postal service was gonna be able to get stuff to people in time. So we're like, let's let's order everything now. We know we're shipping it to like almost everybody that we know. Uh, and let's get it done now. So we banged it out on like Black Friday weekend. We might do something similar this year, even though I think we're going to wind up seeing some family this time around. Uh, right now, I have two gifts uh, that I bought for my mother uh, because oh. we, they were they were on sale, and I knew that she would like them. Uh, so uh, actually, that's, we we got like three or four because we got like one thing for my for my brother, a couple of family members, but like almost nothing. Like, sorry, bros, I haven't been shopping for you guys just yet, uh, but yeah. it's coming. Mm-hmm. No problem. No problem. Yeah. yeah. We got time. Yeah. Got time. Yep. It, I feel like it always sneaks up on me every year. I'm, yeah. It's it's like October and I'm like, I got a bunch of time and then it's almost mm-hmm. December and I'm like, I haven't even started yet. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yep. It's the way it goes. It's the way it goes. Especially, especially this year. It's like, all right, let's order it now. Make sure it gets here in time. I don't think there will actually be like a substantial problem with it, but like there's enough of that like. <laughs> concern that it could that things could get delayed or whatever i think the bigger problem would be if you're shopping from small business or from overseas then there's the bigger issue but sure. like if you're shopping if you're shopping amazon uh like the distribution center for me is down the street there should be mm. no problem for them to get a lot of what i might be ordering from them yeah there's big companies uh, like home like i think i read like home depot like chartered their own ship to get around like some of the the supply chain and like the drop off problems is like, you know what? Fuck mm-hmm. it. We're Home Depot here. Or yeah. <laughs> this is our boat and it's just full of like begonia plants, mulch and like <laughs> grout and grout brushes. Here we yes. go. So yeah, the big companies, you're probably right. Well, will not have as big of an issue. Uh, any other thoughts on the Christmas shopping? Nah? No, no, that's no. a Christmas episode. It's- it is. It is our Christmas episode, man. We did. Yeah. It's. It's. We did. And we made it through 2021. Pretty yeah. Much. We still got Survived. one more week of 2021. Yeah. Now I do have a a take that I want to close the session out with. If you guys will indulge me, and it's uh something I've been uh kicking around a little bit. You know, it's a, you know it's a big deal because I got it written. I have it says take on the outside. Make sure I remember to write this bad boy. I'm excited uh, so for this uh, nice, timely Christmas take you've got. Oh, it's definitely not timely at all because it's not Christmas. Uh, it's something <laughs> that's just been kicking around for a while. It's 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 just one of those concepts. Like, you know, we think, look, we think all the time, you know, we, we always hear all the time about how important children are. You know, like there's a Save the Children charity and they write in their blog post during the pandemic. It's like, well, children, young people are the present and the future of the world. Now, I consider myself a, a pretty charitable person. So I, I want to give this response to them. Uh, with as much respect as I possibly can. Bullshit. Uh, have you ever met a child? I have met several kids. Not just Sean's kids, but like several kids. And with a few exceptions, children are on average among the dumbest people I have ever met. Sean, one of your favorite Twitter accounts uh, is Kids Write Jokes. And it's a, the Twitter account that relays jokes that children write. Like, you know, knock, knock, toilet to the rescue. Does that seem like somebody who might be leading the charge against climate change in 30 years? Nah. As a child, I'll tell you a story. As a child, I once took a toy golf club and dragged it along the freshly painted white walls of my grandparents' basement, putting a long black streak around the perimeter of this well-painted room. What in God's name was I thinking? Like, 
What kind of moron am I? There's no behavior that I was emulating at that point. I wasn't learning anything. At no point did I see that and go, that's a good idea. What happened was in my child, dumbass brain, I looked, I thought about this and was like, oh, I must just, why didn't anybody think of doing this before? Dragging a golf club around the wall. The compliments that we give children are also equally patronizing because we know that's all they can handle. Oh, they're so cute. They're so precocious. I got bad news, guys. I just got off the phone with our bank and they're not going to let us pay our mortgage this month with precociousness. Get a job, child. (laughs) Something that we expect out of the future leaders of our society is the ability to protect us from threats, uh, which is another area where children fall woefully short. Forget about terrorists or Mormons or hurricanes. I could defeat most children in hand-to-hand combat. They're so small, guys. I just fall <laughs> on them, like, over and over again. That's why I'm always baffled by those stories about, like, you know, the, the, the criminals who get beat up by kids because uh, they're trying to carjack, like, a van full of kids on their way to a karate tournament. Like, well, it looks like that dude picked the wrong van to rob. Please. I don't know what they're doing wrong, but there's no number amount of Tuesday after school karate that's going to stop me from flopping on top of about seven or eight children at once, taking them down. Down, up, down, up, like the world's most destructive stapler. If kids can't stop me, what chance do they have against Vladimir Putin? That dude is jacked, man. He's huge. And I know what you're thinking. Matt, what the fuck, man? What kind of monster are you? Kids are the future, not the present. They have potential. We have to help them grow into the leaders that we need. And I say to that, abject nonsense. There is nothing in the previous history of most children that suggests that they will grow into anything or anyone that will change the course of history. Kids don't learn how to tie their shoes until they're like six years old. Six years. What are they, when do they learn to untie them? Like at age 12? Project this out over the course of the lifetime. It's simple math, folks. Does that seem like somebody who's going to be running the UN at any point in an 80-year lifespan? I think not. So we've already established beyond a shadow of a doubt that children aren't smart or strong, nor do they possess the potential to become better at either. Ergo, children are not the future, and that is why I will never... I, I'm reading the wrong thing. <laughs> I'm reading the wrong script. I'm sorry. I just, I've just been reading the wrong take. This is a rough draft. I think I wrote this after like six or seven Michelobes or something like that. My bad. Hold on. <clears throat> this is a real take. So, so, Tassie, you can strike all of that. This is all the wrong take. Uh, <clears throat> children are indeed the future. Uh, I can say that unequivocally and without fear of contradiction. We hear it all the time, uh, which is why I am pleased to announce that in March 2022, uh, my wife and I will be getting into the kid business and we are welcoming a baby girl. Baby, 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 baby. Yay! Yay! Congratulations. We did it. We did oh it, man. God, Get into the kid what? business. <laughs> that took right, a turn. Were you not expecting that? Because I just spent the last five minutes shit talking kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where the fuck this was going. Yeah. I, I honestly, I'll be a hundred percent. I stopped listening after a bit because I'm just like, what is he ranting about? I don't know. But yeah. then when you were like, we're never having, I'm like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. And kick, keep back. Oh my God. Congratulations. Thanks man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, March, 2022, congrats. baby. Shit, Casa Casnell is getting one more. The, the <laughs> earlier in March, the better. Just saying. There's no particular reason. Mm, well, here's the deal. So here's the deal. Um, the anticipated uh, due date, I checked on the calendar, happens to fall on the same projected weekend as the March Madness College Basketball Tournament, which, by the way, 
is going to be the least believable leave request at work in history. <laughs> Sorry. I got to I got to leave. You know, you know, the weekend that everybody calls out and pretends they're getting vasectomies. Uh, yeah, I need off for like, you know, six weeks after that. <laughs> no big. Uh, but yeah, man, it's happening. You, you just got to move it up a, a week. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do what I can. I'll see, I believe, see if there's any way I, I bring you. Next appointment that we have, I'll see if we can coax that uh, that schedule up a little bit for you, Timmy. For you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, that's all. So this, is, this is my official reveal. <laughs> I'm super excited for you guys. That's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. And you. I'm 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 glad your gender reveal didn't light a uh, a field on fire. That's great. <laughs> I, I even thought I'm, about it. <laughs> I'm I'm truly like I I'm I'm happy. I'm so. <laughs> Happy for the, you guys. Like the f- the field on fire thing is how we're gonna celebrate her coming home. Like okay, uh, okay. after the delivery, I'm just gonna go out into like the middle of Pennypacker Park and be like, "She's here!" <laughs> <laughs> whole fire. whole town ablaze. <laughs> there's only way that's to awesome. do. There's only one way to do it. So uh, anyway, that's my take. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my take this week is that we're having a baby. Uh, it's freaky, man. It's freaky. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, Sean, I'll be talking to you a lot. Uh, I'll be talking to all of you, but I'll, 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 be, I'll be kibitzing with Sean a little bit. Like, yo, what do they like eat? <laughs> how, how do you dad? What do you do with them? <laughs> you just wing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, can they help in the office or do I have to like leave them at home when I go to work? <laughs> As a paperweight on a scale of one to ten. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, very, can they get... very gooey paperweight. Yeah, very gooey, <laughs> gross paperweight. Can they get me coffee? That's gonna be huge. Uh, how, but anyway, how long? How long till you can train them to grab a beer out the fridge for you? Yeah, well, I'm hoping day one, or otherwise it's gonna be serious problems between me and this kid, uh, <laughs> right from right from the jump. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, uh, if you want to see any more of my kid takes on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, you can find them on Twitter at mcasnell. That's m k a s z n e l. Rich, what about you? At b underscore walnuts. How about you, Sean? At hey, it's sob. And how about you, Tim? At Tim R. Hansen. The podcast is on Twitter at brose underscore podcast. It's on Facebook at brose podcast. And it's on Instagram at brose underscore podcast. Uh, you can listen to our show anywhere refined podcasts are bought and sold. And if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions. To Tess Riley for editing our show. To Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. And you can find Shannon's work at Shannon Vogel Photography and Art on Facebook or at Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Steven Siebert. And you can listen to Steven's work at the Free Music Archive. All right, it's time for plugs, everybody. Rich, what's going on with all your streaming stuff? Twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts for uh, video game streaming and variety streaming. Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 7 to 10 o'clock Eastern U.S. time. Uh, you can also check out www.one-quest.com for PodQuest, the weekly nerdy show, as well as bonus action, the tabletop podcast, uh, where me and Sean and a bunch of friends play D&D. Sean, what about your Frisbees, man? Whoosh! Whoosh, I'm throwing them. OB Disc Golf everywhere except Instagram, where it is OB underscore Disc Golf. I co-host the Taste Fakers podcast, a music show with my brother Alex Casnell. If you've ever wondered what the connection is between uh, Captain Beefheart and Howlin' Wolf or Corn uh, and Faith No More or Run the Jewels and System of a Down or Def Leppard and Andrew WK. What the hell, man? How are you going to link those two bands together? Guess what? 
we're going to do it on Taste Fakers, where we take two albums, find the common link between them, find the common musical DNA, and we discuss some great music and sometimes some not so great music uh, every two weeks on Thursdays. So again, every two weeks on Thursdays, you can find Taste Fakers on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or SoundCloud. All right, Tim, talk to us about Greg and Gene Person. Greg and Gene, coming in from the Northwest with your entertaining news. Not entertainment news, entertaining news. Finding you the hilarious stories that you didn't know you needed to hear. What weird guy injected mushrooms into his blood for some fucking reason. Spanish art restoration. What the hell are sauna pants? And a variety of other entertaining stories. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know how informative that is, but it's very entertaining, despite their ad. Uh, if you like our sense of humor and the amazing puns that we come up with, then you're going to love these guys. Uh, yeah, that, that's what I got. Sorry, I'm still smiling over Matt. <laughs> uh, the Anchor Persons guys, great guys, great friends, great friends of the show. All right, guys, we did it. Freaking three episodes of Brose, somehow, some way. Say goodbye to the listeners. We did it. Bye. Bye. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien and the entire Action Moves team. My name is Matt Kesno, reminding you all to be smart about being stupid. Ho, ho.